for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It's a Monday, a brand new week of the first full one after the holiday last week. I know, I know it's difficult. It's hard to get back into that groove thinking you still have four more days to power through, so don't worry. We're here. We'll help you out the best way we possibly can. That's what we do here on The Voice of Reason, like we do every single day. Welcome into a broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. Welcome aboard your millennial general reporting for duty, like we do every single day. Bottom of the hour, we have a big show lined up today. Holy cow, Jake Morabito will be joining us with the American Legislative Exchange Council, also known as ALEC, ALEC.org. If you've never heard of them, we've had them on the show many times, so what the hell's wrong with you? (laughs) Now, we'll have ALEC on because there is some new concern, rightfully so, regarding how we regulate the new push for artificial intelligence as AI is becoming more of a thing chat gpt if you have the ai helper on your phone as more robots are up and walking around having conversation did you see the reports over the weekend of the convention the ai convention i think it was this the weekend or into last week whenever it was they had a new convention where they were talking to the robots talking to ai asking them questions and ai came out and said yeah we could totally run the world way better than you could you should step aside we'll handle the things And we'll take care of your elderly better than you are. We'll take care of the poor and less fortunate better than you can. We'll handle everything. Don't worry. You should step aside and let us deal with this stuff. And uh, that's to me like, nope, nope, sorry. That's that's not happening. Not happening. I am not ready for Terminator to happen. So be prepared, my friends. It's going to be a bumpy road when it comes to artificial intelligence and the way technology continues to progress. Welcome into the program. We're going to focus a lot of attention on that throughout the day today. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend. If you missed our nationally syndicated uh, broadcast of The Voice of Reason, then you can go back, listen to the podcast of that on any of your favorite podcasting sites. Just search for The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier as we are growing like a weed with that program. It's fantastic. Uh, but I did tease it a little bit on the weekend program. And I want to talk about it a little bit today as well because it kind of ties in with uh, the topic of discussion but show of hands how many people so far have watched the movie sound of freedom how many people have watched the new movie sound of freedom it's blowing up at the box office in fact it's number three nationwide with way less theaters that it's actually in compared to the other mainstream movies right now but it's number three nationwide according to variety.com just behind insidious the red door which i am intrigued to watch Although I have a very hard time watching those types of movies. I've seen the very first Insidious. For those that don't know, it is a horror movie or a scary movie, paranormal, paranormal scary type of movie, which is why I have a hard time watching it. After the things I personally experienced, I I have a hard time watching those. Like I enjoy scary movies. I enjoy getting that, uh, that fear pulsing through you. But sometimes some of those hit just a little bit too close to home and I, I just have a hard time watching them. The reason I respect Insidious is because it is number three in the series. Now, for those that enjoy watching scary movies or horror flicks, then you'll appreciate the fact that it is number three because most scary movies in the horror or uh, fear or paranormal genre do not have 
um, sequels, number one. And when they do, they're usually cheap uh, spinoffs that have completely di- different characters. And Insidious, this is the third one in the franchise, and they're all still the exact same characters moving through. So uh, it is well done. I am intrigued by it. Don't know that I can watch it. But uh, according to the box office numbers, so far, according to Friday and Saturday this past weekend, it came in sitting at $32.6 million. Indiana Jones coming in at number two. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the number five movie in that series, coming in at $26.5 million. Sounds of Freedom opened on Tuesday last week, going into 4th of July weekend, uh, coming in strong at $14.2 million on Independence Holiday weekend, picking up another $18 million overall for Friday and Saturday, coming in for a total six-day release of $40-plus million, and number three in the box office for just this weekend alone, with only, by the way, 2,850 theaters across North America, well below the 4,600 that Insidious and Indiana Jones are currently playing in. So, that being said, Sound of Freedom was kind of the shock and awe that blew the box office away with people running to the theaters to watch this movie. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend recommend that you do. Now, I saw it on Friday night, and I did use the, because the, what is it, Angel Productions? The production company that made Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel, the guy who played Jesus Christ in uh, Passion of the Christ, uh, he is in there, and the studio is wanting to give, I want to say, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were giving away close to 2 million free tickets because they were trying to bring awareness to the 2 million children that are in human trafficking. Uh, so they were giving free tickets away. We received some of those. We got some of those. We went and saw it on Friday night for like the late night movie at like 10 o'clock at night. Little Voice of Reason slept all the way through it. <laughs> Mrs. Voice of Reason and I ended up watching the whole movie. And if you have not seen it, yes, I highly recommend that you watch this movie. It is a tearjerker. It is very difficult. It is a deep movie. It is a moving movie. And it is also optimistic all at the same time. I'm not going to give a whole lot away if you have not seen the movie yet. But obviously it's about the general topic of human trafficking, specifically child human trafficking and the child sex Uh, trafficking so obviously it's a very heavy deep movie and it's based on events that happen as a true story uh, based on a guy who is part of trying to bust them and trying to save children in these rings that being said uh, obviously being a deep movie a little bit harder movie to watch and more of a faith-based movie it is of course getting backlash from the left side of the aisle now you would think that the way society works that you would piggyback on something that's extremely popular something that's kind of a shock and awe something that that feeds to a crowd to give them proper information and gives them a proper story of what people are wanting because you can tell a major difference in the response to certain things in society between sound of freedom running in with 40 million dollars in the box office for six straight days and extremely popular across the nation and shits in such a small amount of theaters that it's actually playing in compared to I don't know, Bud Light that's already closed down two different manufacturing plants is laying people off left and right and is now dropped to below the fifth selling beer across the nation with their partnering with the LGBTQ crowd and pushing that as a major selling point for the beer in their marketing schemes. You can tell a vast difference on popularity on what people want because the consumer dictates the private market, does it not? Or at least it's supposed to. The consumer lets the businesses know what they're craving and what they're craving now 
is faith-based and morally-based issues. They're craving a positive, enlightening story. They're craving truth, and they're craving something where they want to do something good for humanity or at least bring awareness to the darkness in humanity. And you can look at that in a spiritual-based, a religious-based issue. You can look at that in a politically-based issue. You can look at that just in culture in general. However you view it through your personal filter, people are wanting a positive, encouraging story, an uplifting story. People want to expose the darkness to try and end it because they want to hear about some of the travesties going on and ways we can actually stop it. And they want something that's somewhat faith-based or morally-based or family-oriented-based. They don't want to hear about the forcing of LGBTQ. I'm, I, I, I failed to realize... Any LGBTQ movie that was pushed on us during the entire month of June for Pride Month, uh, when the streaming services were running these nonstop with all of their categories of watch all these movies, I failed to see where any of them were released making $40 million in six days and were number three in the box office nationally across the entire country. So that being said, as a private sector business owner, some would get the hint, wow, this is what the people want. This is what the consumer wants. But instead, it goes against the agenda of what's actually being pushed by the elite. So therefore, they have to do a hit piece on it. Now, this is where the blood begins to boil. So I'm going to try and stay calm and not use radio sensitive words on this program. And we'll try and stay. Where's my where's my gong here? Because I need my Zen moments. I can't find my gong on my sound effects right now. We'll have to do that a little bit later. This is where the anger and the blood begins to boil just a little bit. Because now, because it's so popular... Could you imagine, in a crazy reality-stricken world here, could you imagine a progressive side of the aisle that sees the movie and instead of saying, wow, there's a major issue, maybe we should find some humanity together to stop human trafficking, and specifically child human trafficking for sexual purposes, maybe we could find a way to work together to address this. But instead, they come out with a hit piece saying that it's nothing more than a QAnon conspiracy-ridden story that's completely over-exaggerated. This is, this is the progressive now. Now, again, for those that don't know the QAnon issue, I'm, I'm not on that bandwagon. Um, they've missed their boat so many times that it's just hilarious to watch. But they, for some of those that still believe in this, they believe that Donald Trump is still president right now for some reason. They believe that some law changed shortly after the Civil War uh, made it to where uh, he's the legitimate president right now. They think that 80% of Congress and elites in government are part of the uh, child sexual trafficking ring and that somehow the military is in on it and they're going to waltz in and arrest Joe Biden at any moment and arrest all of these pedophiles that's in government and how this is going to go. I, I'm not up on up on the latest conspiracy theory mindset with QAnon. You know me. I enjoy conspiracy theories just like anyone else, if not more so, but I'm not quite on board with that one. Now, do I believe that there are sexual predators out there? Absolutely. Here in Kansas, where we're based out of, they just had a bust of two individuals in a tiny little town for trafficking children with online content. And that was just busted from the Kansas Bureau of Investigations and the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Obviously, there's a major issue here. National and even global numbers, according to the World Health Organization and those uh, involved with the United Nations, also say that there are between 1 to 2 million children that are being human trafficked and in some type of human slavery across the world right now. Children, like preteens. That's a major issue. And this movie brings light to that. 
And because it's bringing light to an issue the Democrats don't want to acknowledge because it goes against their narrative of there's no bad people out there. They just need to be rehabilitated. This is completely exaggerated. It's nothing but a bunch of conspiracies. It piggybacks on the fact that there is a concern at the southern border with immigration and cartels and human trafficking there that we know factually actually happens based on the numerous different accounts of elected officials at the southern border seeing the colored bracelets that are being dropped down there by migrants that are wearing them coming across the border that are being owned by the cartels and knowing how much money that they actually owe the cartels. We know it's happening and we're trying to bring light to it, but because it goes against the progressive narrative, they have to put a hit piece out on it. I'm not going to read the opinion piece because it's angering too much. I read a portion of it on the on the weekend uh, syndicated program, which you can go to the podcast and you can listen to that one, or you can go to the Rolling Stone and actually see it, how it was just a bunch of QAnon conspiracy crap is the way they're throwing this off. When the fact is, they're completely belittling the fact that there are between one to two million children across the nation and the world that are being human trafficked for sexual purposes, which anybody that has even an inkling of a conscience or a moral standard would melt with absolute fury when hearing those numbers. But instead, this is all about censorship. Your guys a bunch of conspiracy theorists. You're a bunch of nutsos. How dare you even believe this? You are trying to create fear and hysteria for no purpose other than trying to fuel some type of conspiracy theory from the Trump administration. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. The Sound of Freedom. Highly recommend that you watch this one, even though the other side of the aisle like, It's our conspiracy theory. How dare you think that there's children being trafficked or something weird going on? Which is crazy because we literally, what, a couple years ago, just had a massive bust of child trafficking on Epstein Island. Now, we're still waiting for that list of those that were involved in Epstein Island. We don't know the death and cause of Jeffrey Epstein's death in the prison where he supposedly killed himself. And I say that in air quotes for my radio listeners. We still don't have the list being released publicly on who was actually visiting or frequenting that that island or even on the airplane of Jeffrey Epstein. So we know it's happening. Again, this is like the cocaine in the White House. This is like the UFO report. With the collection and understanding of UFOs and ETs and everything else. Government, we know it's happening. We know that you're lying. We know things are going on. We're just waiting for you to acknowledge it and admit it. And the longer you try to prolong that, the longer that you try to deny it, the longer you try to put the blinders on, the longer you try to feed us a bunch of crap in the mainstream media and tell us that there's nothing going on here, these aren't the droids you're looking for. The longer you keep this up, the less and less we begin to trust you. And right now, we're at zero. Now, how does this tie into what's going on with Jake Morabito and artificial intelligence? Well, right now, we have a massive boost in AI. Microsoft's working on theirs. We have other chat GPT and other programs that are uh, on your phone as the assistant for your phone. Now, that's going to be feeding you a massive amount of information. We are no longer going to have to research, no longer going to have to memorize things. All you have to do is say, hey, and I'm not going to say the names because my phone and others will be activated all over the place. But we'll be saying, hey, what's the 
color of the sky outside. Because we'll get to that point where we don't even think for ourselves any longer, and it will feed us information, and it will regurgitate it, and we will not know whether it's truthful or not. And with something like human trafficking, which is a major issue, with immigration, illegal immigration, corrupt immigration, cartel immigration at our southern border that I saw firsthand going down there just a couple weeks ago, watching these issues, recognizing that it's there, and then we have progressives, we have Democrats, we have Joe Biden, we have others saying, no, there's no issue at the border, there's no children being trafficked, it's not nearly as bad as what it is, just this is a whole bunch of conspiracy-based crap. They're literally gaslighting you. You're crazy for what you're seeing with your own eyes. You're crazy because you say there's a problem here when there's obviously not a problem. How dare uh, Karine Jean-Pierre last week saying it's absolutely against journalistic behavior and completely irresponsible for you to ask the question whether Hunter Biden or the Biden family was involved in the cocaine spiel at the White House. Wait a second. We know that he has a record and he's done it many times before. And it's in a place that you can't imagine that a tourist would come and drop some cocaine in the White House when you can't get your story straight. When you can't tell us the absolute truth. And then it's completely apprehensible that you can actually fathom the fact that the Biden family would be involved in something like this. Uh, Because we found it when they were gone. Not that it was placed there when they were gone, but they found it when they were gone. So obviously, completely uh, victimized in the situation. We know you're lying. We know that you're making crap up. We know that you're not telling us the truth, and we're waiting for you. We're just waiting for you. We're the parents waiting for the child to finally admit that they had done something wrong and they broke the vase with the ball. You can't blame it on the dog anymore. You can't blame it on your sibling anymore, even if you don't even have a sibling. You can't blame it on the ET or an earthquake any longer. We're waiting for you to admit you threw the ball and broke the vase. That's all you got to do. And the fact that you're in such denial actually harms the issue with like human trafficking when we try to bring awareness to an issue. And obviously people run to it being number third in the nation with a movie like this. And yet you want to deny that it's actually happening. Because if we continue on with this AI, if we continue with this battle between threads and Twitter where threads run by meta is going to censor content, We'll never know the truth on how many children are actually being trafficked because they won't tell us. Then we won't know whether it's true or not. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. I know I know. it's very controversial to say that the government's not telling us the truth. You are fake news. <laughs> I know. It's a wild concept, right? And I know we got really serious over the last couple segments, but man, let's... Uh, Take a zen moment for a second, shall we? Here, I highly recommend you go and check out that movie, Sound of Freedom. The fact that the other side of the aisle is trying to demonize it, discredit it, label it off as conspiracy, just shows how accurate it really is and how they're losing their minds because they're on the wrong side of it by 
allowing the open borders at the, after the ending of Title 42, by allowing human trafficking, allowing the cartels to control and dominate the industry, we need to be aware of that. We need to be concerned about that. And they're looking foolish. We always say, let the Democrats just step back, let them shoot themselves in the foot because they make fools of themselves and they're doing it right now. So all the power to you, my friends. I'm not going to give you any more information regarding the movie if you haven't seen it. Highly recommend you do. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? So we started off the show with a story from, I think it was over the weekend, late last week, there was an AI convention where a guy was talking to the AI thing, the robot, whatever it was, this artificial intelligence, and asking them about how they could better humanity. And apparently the response from the AI thing was that they could run the world better than humans can. They would take care of our elderly better. They would take care of the poor and less fortunate better. Just step aside and let us actually handle this. Now, I'm not quite ready for a Terminator scenario in humanity yet. So, that being said, (laughs) that being said, with the way ChatGPT and other artificial intelligence uh, programs are being advanced at a very quick level. We've had many of them within the industry even say, we need to like slow this down a little bit. Elon Musk has uh, expressed concern about slow it down, make sure we have proper restrictions in place, make sure we have some firewalls in place, make sure we have some regulations in place. How do we handle this? And how do we get ahead of it? Because uh, usually technology goes and then we just try to grasp on how to use it and utilize it in the private sector to talk about some of that and more and how we could properly try to put regulations on this type of industry happy to have back on the program it's been too long since we've had him on i love this organization as well with the american legislative exchange council uh and with the alec organization which you can find online at alec.org mr jake morabito back online with us here jake how are you my friend Doing well, Andy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, excited to have you back on the show. It's a fascinating conversation. Are you ready? Do you think that AI can just you know run the world and just take over everything? Is that what we're looking at now, apparently? <laughs> I was just going to say, Andy, isn't it funny? It sounds awfully familiar as far as those advocates of big government who want to offload so much of our lives and our responsibilities to the government. If the people want to offload that to AI, I'm not sure many people are ready for that yet. But at the same time, I I find it suspicious that so many of these um, researchers and scientists that you allude to that are calling for that there's going to be an AI apocalypse and that we need to do a six-month pause on AI, if that's even possible. I'm not sure that's in our best interest, especially since our biggest rival countries, especially China, they're not going to abide by a pause. So we'd only be doing ourselves a disservice. That's an interesting concept. You're right. China, we're really, this is really the battle between us and China on who has the most advanced technology right now, isn't it? It absolutely is. And and one thing that you'll, you'll see is that it's essentially it's the United States versus China. And then Europe is trying to play a role, but they're strangling themselves with harmful regulations. They just, just last week when Facebook's new app Threads came out, you'll notice that Threads was not available in the EU because of their harsh new restrictions in the Digital Markets Act. So some people in the United States Congress and in the administration that are trying to enact these new regulations on, especially on AI, they'll want to think twice to make sure that we can actually cultivate that talent on American soil and that those innovations aren't happening in China where they don't share our values or our priorities. Yeah, that is a good concern. Let's talk about some of the regulations that have been at least been discussed, either at some statewide levels or at the federal level on 
artificial intelligence? Because there is, I think, a fear of the unknown, a cause for concern of how much we begin depending on technology, which we've done so much more over the past couple decades. But what are some of the conversations right now regarding AI and what regulations could we put in place here? So a lot of state governments, especially, and the federal government, too, they're doing the right thing by getting educated and getting the facts straight and separating fact from fiction about what exactly these technologies can do. I think the second we go to those hyperbolic claims about an AI apocalypse, you're essentially, you're skirting away from the most serious conversations about, you know, how is this going to affect the workforce? How is it going to affect education, um, research? You know, so, that, so many different important conversations that are worth having besides the AI apocalypse. So several states, there's been dozens of different bills across state legislatures that are introduced that are either setting up either temporary task forces or committees to, you know, study AI, what are the effects on AI. Um, at the federal level, unfortunately, there have been some proposals that are introduced to impose new regulations on AI, especially as it becomes uh, pertaining to risk assessments and audits, and even some, there's even been some proposals floating around for kind of an AI license. So you'd need, before you can develop a new AI model, you'd need to get a license from the government in order to use AI. So I think some of those would be quite harmful, and we really need to Remember, the technology is not even a year out of the box since it was released last November with ChatGPT. So we still there's still more studying and analysis that needs to be done on these effects, and we don't want to cut off this economic growth before it can even get started. Yeah, that is very true. We're talking with Jake Morabito. He's the Director of Communications and Technology Task Force with ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council. Uh, talk about, and is there a way to make it accurate or to know what information is being punched out when you ask AI something. I have on, and I just downloaded this over the weekend uh, to try because, I, again, I don't want to be behind the times. I downloaded on my iPhone a chat on, which is a bro, brought to you by ChatGPT, so it's one of those versions. I don't know how to use it. I haven't used it yet. I need to play with it a little bit. But there are concerns that when you ask it something, it essentially pulls different fragments of information from different sources all over the Internet and punches something out. How do we know that it's actually giving us accurate information or it's not feeding us false information or misinformation in some way, shape, or form? It's a serious problem as far as all that the model is doing. is essentially a predictive AI model where it's trying to generate, based on your, your get the the query that you give it, it's trying to predict what answer you're trying to look for. So that's where you get into where they'll say it can hallucinate a fact. You know, it'll sound very convincing in, in uh, well-spoken sentences and without grammar mistakes. It'll sound like it, exactly like it knows what it's talking about, but it just made something entirely up. Yeah. Like you had that story of a lawyer who got into trouble because in a legal proceeding, he the chat GPT generated response used a made-up court case, for instance. So, you know, the chat GPT doesn't know that that court case wasn't real. It's just trying to spit out um, a name in the format that you said. So one thing, you need to have that human element in there to review facts. And you know, it might be a good way to get some, some early research done, or you know, it could help you with a lot of, um, you know, take a lot of the menial tasks out of your work, but you still do need that human element at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, because it really doesn't, it sounds like it knows what it's talking about, but it really doesn't. That is very true. A prime example of that actually is our friends over at Armed American Radio. A lot of our radio listeners know them. I fill in for that show quite a bit. Another national show on Second Amendment issues where ChatGPT 
made up, like you just mentioned, made up a lawsuit saying that Mark Walters, the host of Armed American Radio, was being sued by the Second Amendment Foundation for $5 million for embezzling money as the treasurer of the organization. It came out with a case number. It came out with the details of the case. It came out on what court it was being watched in. And it came out with all this information as if it was an actual case when there's no such case. And now Mark Walters is suing AI and that chat GPT program for uh, slander and for, you know, uh, for uh, going after him and his business and what he does as a talk radio host that focuses on Second Amendment issues. Uh, that's dangerous if we start seeing completely fabricated information coming out because with how gullible some portion of the population is, they're going to believe whatever comes up on the online. If it tells them that, then obviously it's got to be true. And uh, those are some of the kinks I think we need to work out of the system, don't we? Absolutely. And the, the private sector, there's you've seen so much innovation happening in the AI space in such a short period of time. Not only the big players like OpenAI and Google, but um, lots of new small startups have been popping up about AI. And I think you'll in enough time, um, and it's happening right now, you know, these new products that are being developed and they'll address some of these market concerns you're talking about where um, on, on regarding matters like explainability and safety, um, I think the market is, is very well suited to solve some of these problems. And that is not to say that the government doesn't have any role. And there's, in fact, you'll see some discourse about the AI uh, legal landscape being a wild, wild west, as in there's no regulations. But there's plenty of, of regulations on the books that prevent crime and pre- prevent scams and deceptions. This is just a new tool sure. that um, bad actors are going to be using. So we need to make sure that we ha- we fully leverage our existing authority before we stand up any new agencies on AI that are going to regulate a system. But when we have plenty of existing tools in place, it's just a matter of using them. Yeah, just utilizing it. Yeah, I, I'm fearing and I'm sensing that we're going to see another couple new uh, federal government agencies come out of this for regulation on this industry when we can't handle the industries that are already messed up for social uh, social media being one of them with how big the government's involved with social media and restricting content and pushing certain content uh, is that a fear with this new technology as well? I would fear that about a, a new AI agency. If it's not set up with kind of that limited scope, again, I think the government should really study. I think there's a lot of, of benefits that can happen with the government. It could really improve constituent services. Imagine how much easier if you are filing some simple requests with the DMV or with the IRS or something. There's a lot of p- potential good that could happen um, by making government work for the people better. But I do fear that, you know, you've seen some advocates in Congress um, who really want to have a strong, firm hand on regulating AI. Some have even likened regulate it like the nuclear industry, um, which would be a very extreme example. And I'm not, I'm not sure, again, um, you know that some of our rivals on the global stage are not going to enact those restrictions. So we really need to think about the the regulations that we're proposing and the effects of those. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, hang on the line here. we got to take a hard break. It's Jake Morabito with ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council. When we come back, we will touch on some more of this on how we try to make it as efficient as possible. It's not going anywhere. How do we utilize it? And what will we use it for the private sector versus the government? Lots more coming up. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason. 
with Andy Hoosier. Hey, darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. Last segment goes by way too fast on a Monday today, trying to set the tone for the rest of the week. We are carpe dianisms all over the place. <laughs> That's what we do. So, by the way, over the break, we've been talking about artificial intelligence, chat GPT, all this new technology that's out there. So I have this app on my phone that I downloaded. I still haven't used it until now. Uh, chat On was the app that I downloaded, and it said, ask me anything. So I typed in a question, and Jake, you'll, you'll appreciate this. We're chatting with uh, right now Jake Morbito. He's the director of the Communications and Technology Task Force for Alec. You can find him online at alec.org. I typed in... What are the benefits of listening to metal music? Because I'm a metal listener, I figured that, uh, let's see what it has to say. It came out, boom, out of the gate, six bullet points on how metal music can have several benefits, including emotional release, stress relief, community and belonging, empowerment and motivation, cathartic expression, enhanced focus and productivity for many individuals. And then it says, however... Benefits of listening to metal music may vary from person to person. So you know what? Hey, right out of the gate, man, I think it had a pretty, uh, a pretty, pretty upstanding result there for that question. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Talk about real quickly. Um, does this tie in with other movements the government's doing? Because obviously, as you know, they try to partner up and try to utilize it to their benefit. Never let a crisis go to waste. Mentality of mm-hmm. ESG, and ESG obviously has been uh, a big push for essentially a new credit score for corporations and businesses across the nation in the private sector. And they've talked about using this type of technology to say, hey, are you checking the boxes for you to qualify for certain bank accounts, certain government grants, certain government contracts, certain loans, whatever, based on your ESG score and how, quote unquote, woke you are? Is this going to blend in between ESG and this type of artificial intelligence? So it's actually interesting you bring that up. So the Biden administration, I believe it was either earlier this year or at the end of last year, they did, the Biden administration did an executive order about artificial intelligence procurement for the government. The government spends billions or trillions of dollars on equipment for their um, systems across the, all federal agencies. And one of the requirements in there, as you mentioned, was per- pertaining to diversity, equity, inclusion type provisions. But it's also not just in AI. This is happening with broadband as well. There's this big $42 billion being spent on broadband connections across um, the country to try and close the digital divide and increase Internet access in rural areas. However, the Biden administration's um, agency that's helping dole out the money, they're, they're making a requirement for states trying to bid on their contracts, again, these kind of diversity and equity provisions, and ultimately that just gets in the way of, of getting these precious taxpayer dollars that should be guarded. And, you know, especially if we're going to such large, a large sum of money, we need to make sure it's being spent wisely and not used on other priorities that are actually unrelated. Yeah, it is a cause for concern. I know a lot of states are trying to change a lot of their statewide investments uh, that go against some of the ESG or quote unquote woke businesses. So that'll be another battle on this federalism on whether states prevail or the federal government can force states to go down this road. And just about the last minute or so here, uh, talk to us about just as a consumer, someone who, I mean, we're based out of Kansas, out of Wichita, Kansas, with our flagship. We're on stations all over the Mid-America region and other places. But for those of us who uh, who are very slow in accepting new technology, slow in accepting new things in society, which, you know, there's, there's a benefit and a drag to that. But is this going to be, do you think in the future, as they fine-tune the system for AI, and chat GPT and other programs, is this going to be the future? And how important is it for people to understand it, to get on board with it and try to utilize this in their daily life? 
I do think it's going to be a highly transformative technology. And one kind of amazing thing about our free market system and our amazing base of technology companies here in the United States is that you can access some of these systems like ChatGPT or Google or Microsoft Bing's AI system. Many of them are free of charge. Now, I know some offer like ChatGPT Plus, their subscription, but there are a, a, a range of free services that you can you can access. And that's just amazing that our free market system allows that. And typically, these systems for years and years have been only accessible to enterprises who can afford these thousands of dollars of technology. But I'd encourage anyone who's kind of skeptical, like, see for yourself what these technologies can do. And you'll be impressed if you haven't given it a try. Like, I know one, one of Google's examples of how their AI system could be used is how do you plan a vacation? And you could plug in specific parameters for your <laughs> the different members, like family of five, you know, we have, we really like to go hiking and we want to go somewhere on the west coast of the United States and it could spit out an entire agenda for you. So, like that's like a practical example, not in the business setting. Yeah. Just to um, use but I think the- it's going to dramatically affect healthcare, energy, um, agriculture, even as, as people use predictive analytics for um, yeah. crops and things yeah. like that. You'll be surprised at all the different applications. It'll be amazing. It's going to be interesting information for sure. It's Ale- it's uh, Jake Morabita with alecalec.org. Jake, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. Let's do it again real soon, brother. We appreciate it. That does it for us today. Thanks so much. Podcast up in just a little bit here. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier.